Hey, 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 this is your girl, Lindsay. I am here with the Integrity Matters podcast, um, continuing our series for the month of August, the healthy mind, the healthy body, and the healthy spirit. Last week, we talked about having a healthy body. Um, what does that mean for us? Um, and why is it necessary um, to strive to live a healthy life and have a healthy body? Um, this week, we're going to be talking about having a healthy mind. Um, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, why is it necessary? Um, and I know I keep visiting this topic a lot, but it means a lot to me. Um, and not just because of some recent things that have happened, um, but it just makes you with recent events, it just makes you, um, even more want to, um, look at these things of mental health, um, know how to recognize signs when somebody is not, um, mentally healthy and mentally stable and, you know, what can you do about it and what do you do when there's nothing you can do? Those are some, some, um, hard questions that's been on my mind here lately. Um, so we're going to dive into some things. I have my expert back with me, my friend, um, my sister in Christ. Um, she's a part of my family now, whether she know it or not. Um, Miss Jackie Gamble, she's back. Um, licensed social worker, uh, mental health. Um, that's her field. So I knew she would be the perfect one, um, to talk with us on today. So welcome back, Miss Jackie. I'm honored that you have agreed to talk with me today. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. I always love coming to visit and drop in on you all. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So we're going to dive right into it. I guess my first question would be what does, um, what is a healthy mind or what does that look like? Right. So a healthy mind, if I had to describe it, it's not what I think a lot of people think it is. It's not perfection. It's not having it all together. It's not always having an elevated mood. A healthy mind is more about balancing and regulation. And part of your healthy mind is really knowing yourself very well to know when you're not well, to know when you need a break, to know that you're not at your best. So I feel like people knowing themselves very much is also a part of a healthy mind. So I think just some of the things that I think that most of us have been very surprised to hear about people who's even died by suicide and the people that were around them were very, very astonished to find these things out because in their opinion, that person had a healthy mind. Mm -hmm. So I just want people to understand that it's not an image that we have in our mind. It, you know, and, and what it looks like it more so has to do with how a person is doing internally and how they're managing their emotions and feelings and expression of them. Right. That's good. You know, how do we um, recognize when things are going bad, especially when it's a loved one, um, you know, somebody that we're close to, and like you said, when people um, commit suicide, the people that are closest to them are shocked as to why, you know, that's the biggest question everybody has is why, you know, they had a good job, they had a good marriage, what seemed to be, um, you know, got a good business. So what do we and how do we recognize when things are not? so good right so you know what's interesting is I think a lot about you know sometimes I have parents that ask me certain questions you know for you know things to look out for when it comes to their their youth you know the children and even like you said um just a 
uh, a caring adult caring about another adult here's what i'm gonna say i always tell people that they really second guess their ability to do this and what i mean by that is to make sure that i'm not taking anybody on a long hike with a whole list of things to look for Mm -hmm. there are some basic things to look for but can i just be honest and tell you everything does not look the same right for everyone because we're individuals right Mm -hmm. and so for example um there's been parents that I've had before who their child went through victimization okay Mm -hmm. and they would tell me that they felt so upset because as far as they knew they were educated enough on that topic to know what to look for but the problem was their child didn't exhibit the Mm -hmm. abuse in the same way that another child might Mm -hmm. so as I'm saying this I want to give a general answer and I know people want to hear facts and things but let me just say this yes in general a person withdrawing a person you know um just not being like themselves okay Mm -hmm. but I using withdrawal as an example some people are astonished because people were with them having a good time Mm -hmm. the night before they did you know what I mean so that's what I'm saying that some people kind of go through these mental health changes a little Mm -hmm. bit differently so here's what I'm gonna say if you know someone whether it's a child or a friend or a loved one if something about them is very different Mm -hmm. than it normally is then that is your cue at least to inquire with them and and since we're on the topic of suicide let me say this asking someone that from what it seems when some people have their mind made up asking them that is not going to make the difference whether they do or not all the time you know so um but speaking of that like I said I just want people to know that trust yourself if you feel within yourself that they're being different or something is not right either they're more outgoing than usual or they're less or they're drinking more or they are uh, making poor decisions they seem to be distracted they're foggy like all of these things can really point to something very overwhelming going on with people that has them preoccupied and mm-hmm. their mind may not be well right so the approach, I guess that's one of the things, you know, being in, in, in ministry um, that I'm learning and studying about um, how do you approach someone that's there um, without, you know, I guess the fear is sending them overboard, you know, um, if they are on the bridge. Because in Brunswick, you know, the Sydney Lanier Bridge, um, it's the place where a lot of people go to jump off. Um, and I always try... To avoid going that route for that reason. Because <laughs> I feel like if I see somebody on the top, you know, what would I do in that situation? So how would you approach? Whether you are a believer or not, you know, I think this is, can be very generalized to everyone. Because everyone um, knows someone that's that's battling, whether we want to admit that or not. Um, so what would the approach look like? Approaching and saying, are you okay? I mean, I know it probably is like, wait, wait, you don't have anything. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> just, I think a, a very regular, con- a very direct mm-hmm. and regular 
question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course you can add more to it. You know, you can say to them, you know, um, I'm concerned about you, you know, or I've been thinking about you, or I've noticed that, you know, and my biggest thing is, are you okay? You know, um, and let them know that there's no, they don't have to pretend you can take that weight off of them and just say, you know, I notice anyway, I care enough to notice. So I care enough. I'm I'm asking because I care. I'm asking because I really do want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. I'm asking because I really do want to know. And I'm asking because I want to know if there's something that I could do to make a difference or is there something that we can do together that would make the difference for you, you know, in your life, you know, um, I think too, speaking, speaking from a ministerial perspective, if you're going that route, I will, I think you and I have had this conversation before Lindsay, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I do believe that there's hesitancy about coming forward and saying certain things um, in a uh, environment, whether it's the church or um, or it could be a Christian school that a child is attending. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to look like they're that weak Christian. Right. And you are a, you're, you're sitting here in leadership can speak to the fact that nobody's going to look at them that way Mm -hmm. that that is not what that is all about so let me just say this i know that you're doing you know like you did last week body this week is mind next week is spirit Mm -hmm. but i'm going to give you an example briefly about depression Mm -hmm. so depression can fall into either one of those three areas all right um Let's talk about the body because you all visited there last week. Mm-hmm. All right. So with the body, girls, especially their <laughs> the suicide risk is increasing for our adolescent girls. Wow. Okay. A lot of that is being said to have a lot to do with estrogen, the combination of the estrogen increase and toxic stress. Wow. I don't mean regular stress. I don't mean, you know, regular stresses of life, toxic stress, which means stress that someone has been exposed to mm-hmm. over and over and over again, over a significant length of time. Right. So this per- this young person, this young lady at particular, I'm speaking of, they can't see a way out. They got all this pressure on them mm-hmm. and then they have the estrogen and the combination of the two happening at that time can literally be deadly for them and their emotions and they don't have the outlet and maybe another time you and I can come and talk about our girls you know because lately that's been coming up a lot for some reason so Mm -hmm. um even I am educating and teaching myself some new things so maybe another time we talk about that specifically Mm -hmm. but that's one part but then you have boys they're going through puberty as well it's having the same effect on um is it having the same effect on maybe boys to the extent as girls? Um, no, but it's still affecting them, okay? Yeah. And then we have menopause in women. We have a, a, a premenstrual syndrome in women. We have uh, 
postpartum depression right. in women. All of these things that I am naming has something to do with the physical body right. that can cause people to have depressive symptoms, mm-hmm. okay? And you can also have um, 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 your body lacking certain nutrients right. that makes you feel drained of energy, that makes you, so many things, mm-hmm. okay? That's physical, that's depression, okay? Then you have the mental, where there's sometimes chemical altering things, you know, that happens. Once again, that's the body. Excuse me. A mental is there are really things happening mm-hmm. and it don't look too good, right? Right, right? Like it's a reality. And I know that this is where people feel like their faith should be stronger. Right. The reality of it is, it is okay to acknowledge, I'm not saying speaking a bunch of negative stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to acknowledge my finances are jacked up, I'm living check to check, Mm -hmm. and although I'm believing that this is not God's will for my life, I do Mm -hmm. not feel good, I am stressed, I get worried sometimes, Mm -hmm. because we live in a human body and we have senses mm-hmm. we what we see what we hear and what we feel and the threat of the tow truck man threatening right. to come and get your vehicle <laughs> like i think that people have unrealistic expectations of themselves right. as a christian Absolutely. i gotta be strong and to have faith means i shouldn't have no fear i shouldn't be scared that's not true right you live in a human body mm-hmm. you're gonna have these feelings mm-hmm. Now, what you do with those feelings is where spirit man comes in and take, you know, just the Holy Spirit. But I'm just speaking of, but, but that's depression. Like Mm -hmm. you just, you know, we're talking about, so you got the body, you got mental, which is real things that are really happening, real stressors. So I'm going to say this, if a person, like you said, you're approaching them, you're in ministry, you're in leadership or wherever you are. Okay. One of the biggest things that we can do, say, you know, are you okay? Second thing, listen. Hear them completely out. Right. That's the only way you're going to figure out if it's mental, if it's physical, or if it's spiritual. Right. That's good. All right. Some people, they are so quick to come up with solutions. Right. And the first thing that they can think to do mm-hmm. is to give someone a really quick, encouraging scripture and walk off. But what if it's a $60 light bill? Mm-hmm. Something practical that can be done. And all of a sudden, it'll elevate that person's mm-hmm. mood right up. Right. right? right. So we have to listen. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things that we want to do. Ask them a question and close our mouths. And guess what? Silence is not bad. That's good. Silence is listening. It's mm-hmm. okay to be. We feel so awkward when it's quiet mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it allows people to process and allows them to think and work through what they need to work through. Right. And then we have the spiritual. And it's an attack, meaning everything is going great in life. They've been to the doctor, had a physical, they're physically well. There's just no explanation for why they feel the way they feel. Mm-hmm. And that could be, you know what I mean? Right. So that's why I'm saying it's like, I think the, that to answer your question overall, I think I just did the <laughs> long way, but ask them if they're okay and listen. And when you listen, it's how you'll find out what path right. to go next. Right. Right. Do you need to tell that parishioner? 
honey, this sounds, first of all, I validate you. This sounds really, really real. And when is the last time you had a physical? When's the last time you've been to the, can can you afford to go to the doctor? You know, I think you need to see, you know, the doctor about what's going on with you. If they explain what's going on in your body, you know, if it's very practical, I just got these stressors, you know, um, I'm trying to get a new job, but I don't have an ID. I don't, maybe it's $35, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's something that we can do. And then the third is, I have no explanation for how I feel. But every day, I just feel so heavy when I walk in my house. Mm-hmm. I'll be over there in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> listen to it. You, you see what I mean? Definitely. So, like you said, you're right. The approach is a conversation, but I would say be direct, listen, determine from what you're hearing which one it is, mm-hmm. and partner with that person right. to work through that. Wow, that was that was so rich with wisdom um, and just practical understanding. You know, you said that it's not always, you know, um, spiritual. You know, <laughs> we are spiritual beings. You know, those of us that are, you know, we believe God, but sometimes it ain't Him this time. <laughs> like you said, it could be the repo man coming. It could be light bill. It could be. I can't feed my kids. I need to get medicine from the pharmacy. Do you know how much right. medicine costs these days? Um, yes. You know, could be something you know, practical um, and a need that can be met, you know, and then everything is all good for the moment, you know. Um, but addressing those things. And then another thing that came to me while you were talk while you was talking was to not um, discredit how a person feeling oh, it ain't that bad, or oh, you know, it's going to be all right, you know, in that moment, they don't feel like it's okay. Um, I always refer back to what I went through when my brother died. Everybody learned to be strong. You're a great woman of God, and this is that and third, and that was very, very true, but in that moment, being strong was the last thing I wanted to do. I was falling apart. I was apart. I was broken, um, and until I admitted that, um, I could not, you know, go forth with healing, but it took, you know, being in a broken place to really rebuild. And sometimes that's where God has us, that he has to, um, rebuild us. But people love to discredit, um, how people feel and we really have to listen, like you said, and acknowledge, you know, you know, okay, we, we get that, you know, this is how you feel. Um, and I think a lot of people are suffering in silence because nobody takes a minute to listen and to be understanding and compassionate. Um, right. Especially in the in the Christian world, because sometimes we forget we were there too. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us were in a worse state than that person is. Um, yeah. And even if you have not been there, um, just being sensitive to the spirit first of all um to know what to say and what not to say in the hush like you said shut up <laughs> please shut up sometimes just just hush um it's so helpful yes very you know but but to hush and to actually just listen yeah. and if you don't know what to say um i believe it's okay to just listen there there you go there you go it's okay i heard somebody say your presence is a ministry within itself just yes. being there 
means something or means the world to a lot of people you never know um what your presence means you know i may not have the answer but i can find somebody that do but in the meantime i got you i'm here for you i'm listening right exactly and you know when you were talking and i know that i'm teetering a little bit over in the spiritual side but part of me but do you know how many people are made to feel ungrateful or selfish just because they're sharing their burden Mm -hmm. because like you said people want to say oh i know somebody that got it much worse than you Mm -hmm. but that's not me you know what i mean right and so i'm gonna be real with you and tell you that i got a slap on the hand about two months ago Mm -hmm. and there were some very uh i would call them these well I put it to you for me big needs mm-hmm. that I have concerning like the nonprofit I'm running and mm-hmm. just different things like that and things that I want to be able to do to minister to others mm-hmm. and the finances are not there the building is not there the things mm-hmm. that I need right right and but I immediately shut myself down and said but I'm blessed in other ways. I really don't need to be complaining about that, whatever the case may be. I began to think about there's people that's homeless. There's people that's hungry. There's people that whatever. But one of the things that Holy Spirit brought to me was, what's that have to do with you? Mm -hmm. Not in a selfish way, but in a manner that none of us ever reached a point. We're we're always going to have something that's too big for us to do. Right, that's good. In our life, God will always be relevant. We always need him. Mm-hmm. We always need to pray. Mm-hmm. Meaning, for the person that may be on the street, homeless, hungry, that should be their prayer. Okay, right. nothing wrong with me praying for them too, though. But I also need to be praying for my needs, mm-hmm. for where I'm at at this point in life. Nobody in this world is beyond needing help from God. Mm-hmm. And whenever we feel like we get there, we're, it's wrong, you know? Right. So I'm saying the same thing to say when people are talking to us, we have to look, that's a big deal for them. Right, for them. And we have to respect that, right? right? right. Just like for me, not having the building or the funding for the nonprofit, that's a big deal yes, it is. for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that I have a job and I'm educated or right, whatever. Right. This is a need of mine. So mm-hmm. when people are talking to us, we just have to understand with respect to where they are in their life, it's, if, it, if it matters to them and it's a big deal to them, then it should be a big deal to right. us. That's good. That's very good. And while you were talking about that, I was thinking about um, my sister. Um, she get a huge five minutes of fame right now because this song is on my mind. Um, she wrote a song. She just released a CD and she wrote a song on there called um, You Never See Me Weep. And in that she used the scripture, the hook of the song is the scripture, Let the Strong Bear um, the Infirmities of the Weak. Um, and it asks the question, how can I help you? Um, and how can I pray you through? Um, and she asked the question, are you willing to pray? Are you willing to fast? Um, and it just brought me to that point, you know, how um, can we bear the burden of others? Um, yeah. Again, without crit- criticizing um, and minimizing what they're going through. Um, as a believer and a non-believer, you know, we, we got to um, 
the scripture says, bear ye one another's burdens and then bear your own. It's two, same chapter, Galatians 6, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one verse says, bear ye one another's burdens. And then the other scripture says, um, bear your own burdens. Um, so how do we find that balance of burden bearing, um, bearing the, um, let the stone bear the infirmities of the weak. Um, what does that look like? Um, as a believer and even a non-believer, you know, even professionally, um, how we have to do that, you know, as you and your, um, your profession and even as a nurse, um, even if I wasn't saved, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, you know, but how do we um, do that professionally and spiritually? How do we do that? Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, you would ask that question today, and I'm dealing with something like that. <laughs> Me too. Over this last week, trying to get my bearings and get um, a level of balance. So here's what I'm going to say about the work that I've done so far with myself mm-hmm. um, and where I'm at as far as bearing the burdens of others. I'm going to tell you something. It can be something else to do, just like you just said, with along with what we have our own spiritual life to be accountable for with God. And many times it's like, Lord, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) this is a lot. But then, like you said, then we have other people that are also looking to us for that guidance and everything like that. But there has to be an element. I'm speaking to us now, like whomever. There's got to be an element of self-care. Right. And so that is what I am re-implementing. Sometimes I bring it to the forefront, but sometimes it seems to always get pushed back. Right. So as we bear the burdens of others, I think it needs to be just that. I think that we need to uh, carp compartmentalize mm-hmm. our lives when it comes to that with beer we're not bearing a person's burden 24 hours a day where we right. go to bed thinking about it and we wake up thinking about it mm-hmm. because i'm going to tell you something that i'm beginning to learn and i'm learning it pretty quickly mm-hmm. and i thank god for it <laughs> these folks be home sleep mm-hmm. they toes nice and warm oh yeah <laughs> after they have dumped off on you mm-hmm they done went bed snoring <laughs> and you are tossing and turning mm-hmm. all night long oh yeah so i'm gonna share something with you a strategy that i have been using even with family members mm-hmm. okay especially if you are the person in your family that everybody tends to run to yeah Guilty. for everything <laughs> questions advice problems and everything else if we do not want to continue to be the source of people's codependency, mm-hmm. we have to redirect them to themselves. Right. And here's what I mean. It's not like we're turning people away, but we need to be asking them some key questions, Lindsay. And mm-hmm. one of those questions is, tell me what you've done so far. Mm-hmm. Tell me what has worked and what has not worked. Because a lot of times they've done nothing. Right. (laughs) And they want a solution. Mm. And then we have to come up and we're doing all this brainstorming Mm. and all this work and Mm. everything. And let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what it is. If a person, I don't care if it's school, I don't care if it's a problem, I don't care, I don't care what it is. 
if a person has no investment in something, that's good. They they don't value it. Mm-hmm. There's no follow through. Mm-hmm. That's why you can come up with a plan for someone and they don't even stick with it because mm-hmm. they didn't take the time doing the research, putting it together or presenting it. Right. You did. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is that when we are, when people are coming to us for help, it just helps with our stress level. Mm-hmm. We need to send them back away. We can, we can give them some um, places to start. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, okay, well, what if you don't, well, I haven't, okay, I need you to check this, this and this, you know, follow up on those things, get back with me, let me know how that works. Right. We need to teach people how to think. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's going to cause us less stress. That's good. And then you know who we have left then, which is not a problem. I have a, a my dad is 88. My mom is 85. Then I'm available and less stressed out Mm -hmm. when I need to do things for them. When I redirect to other people because people love to avoid accountability and Mm -hmm. do anything. They want everybody else to do the hard work for them. Mm -hmm. We can love people, but that is a form of love. Mm -hmm. It's to redirect them and teach them how to manage their lives too. Mm -hmm. That's good. So that's how the helpers can help themselves, you know, a little bit. It's that we we need to help people help themselves too. Right. <laughs> to that way we can yeah, that's how we can keep our mind well, you know. Um, and so like I said, I've learned some tough lessons over this last like two, two and a half years. And um, you know, my you know, one thing that I, I heard on YouTube, I forgot his name. I think it might be Brian Quick. Some, he's a, a, a man that teaches on brain health and things like that. But anyway, one of the things that he talked about is that one of the things that we need to not do, at least for the first hour of the day, is touch our device. Mm-hmm. Because even if it's not social media, let's say it's your email, right? Basically, what we've done is when we click that button, we've allowed other people's agenda to become our priority before we even start our day. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't agree with him more on that. That's so true. Everybody, their problems, their questions, their dilemmas become first and foremost in our mind Mm -hmm. before we even get a day. I mean, before we even get a chance to Mm -hmm. structure our day. Right. And this is why some people's days are crazy, chaotic and everything because other people took control of their life Mm -hmm. before their feet even hit the floor. Wow. So those are just some strategies, you know, to help us as the helpers, as we're trying to support others that we have to give ourselves space and time first. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm going to start um, putting that into practice. I kind of do it sometimes, but I know I grab my phone a lot when I first get up. Um, but I'm definitely going to put that into practice for me. Um, and just sending people to the, to the right resource, um, and holding people accountable that, that, that will alleviate a lot of unnecessary stress, you know, for me. And I'm sure that that right there alone, um, will help somebody else to, um, say, Hey, you know, get that off your back. Um, that way people that you need to deal with, you know, my parents, um, you know, they, they get anything, right. but everybody else, yeah. you know, they, you know, they got the, you know, you know, get it for themselves, Absolutely. if you will. The, no, I love that. I know. I love the fact that, yeah, like what you just said, I mean, that's, it's, it's everything. And I, I 
Ooh, I like the fact that you said holding people accountable because I'm gonna mm-hmm. be real with you. You want to, you don't want to, you want to know what's gonna probably happen. Mm-hmm. They don't like that. That's true. They're gonna stop bothering you oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. When they understand that they have work to do and mm-hmm. you're not gonna do it all for them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You may get bothered a little bit less. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. This is good. I love that. This is good. And definitely, just um, you know, it's not always a suicidal thing. I definitely want to get you back. Um, I think it's November with the suicide prevention month, whenever that is, I think it's coming up. Um, I definitely want to go into detail and in more depth about that, but that mental, um, help for that person that, you know, I guess can be kind of like me, you know, you got a lot of eyes in the fire, if you will, busy, busy, busy. Um, and I'm learning to not just be busy, but make sure I'm being productive. Um, having a full calendar is one thing but um what's happening at the end of the day if you're laying down every day depleted and no energy you know it's just you know what is it profiting um that you're so busy that you still not you know don't have nothing to show for at the end of the day um so what would you say to that person because I know you talked about different types of depression that person that um that feeler you know because I'm like that I can feel the weight of others um, sometimes I'd be like, God, who is it? Get them off of me. Cause I am sick of this. Um, yeah. how do you deal with that? Because it's mentally, um, mentally and spiritually draining. Um, when you have to, when you are that burden bearer, um, and you're bearing the burden of others and then you have your own stuff. Um, that spiritual aspect, I know we're going to hear a lot more of it next week, but you yeah. know, the mental part of it the is me- a whole <laughs> different battle within itself. Um, help us spiritual folks get our minds right yeah sure so um the one word that i'm gonna use and i'll give you i'll break it down okay Mm -hmm. i'm gonna use it into one word Mm self-care all right so we're talking about having a healthy mind and the way you have a healthy mind a great deal of it is Mm self-care self-care I have to always tell my clients when they get nervous, when I start talking about boundaries, okay? Mm, And I say, so usually what I do, I give them a whole week. So basically at the end of a session, I'll say to them, okay, your homework for this next week is to absorb and accept the fact that people will be mad at you when you set boundaries. Mm, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna give you a whole week to come get to over peace that mm-hmm. with that because we can't work around that. Right. So don't don't even spend your time worrying about you wonder if I guarantee you mm-hmm. they're gonna be upset. Oh yeah. So the boundaries, so and the way that you're gonna be able to implement the other stuff I'm getting ready to go through will be based upon the boundaries right firm boundaries <clears throat> you like you know me and you both talked about we have aging parents right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we may have to be flexible mm-hmm. here and there but for the most part we need to have strict boundaries about self-care and i think i said this on another one of your podcasts i'll just repeat it briefly self-care is not just going and buying things and doing nice things for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that people think that's what it is. They feel like, oh, I'm gonna go in here and take a bubble bath. I'm gonna go to spa. I'm gonna go get my nails and my toes done. Those are nice things to get done and it does feel nice. Mm-hmm. Self-care 
has a whole lot to do with what you're saying to yourself when wow. you're by yourself. Wow, that's good. What is happening in your mind, your inner dialogue? How do you talk to yourself? Mm -hmm. That is part of your self-care. How rigid and hard are you right. on yourself when it comes, you know, to self-care? And so I often tell my daughter, you know, I have a very good relationship with myself. I treat myself nicely. Mm -hmm. That's where my self-care is at. That means everywhere I go, that is why when people ask me, are you kidding me? You go out to eat by yourself? Mm -hmm. You go to the movies by yourself? You just, I do a lot by myself. You want to know why? I have a good relationship with me. Mm, I, love I don't mind being with me alone mm -hmm. because there is nothing that is abusive that is being said to me. Right. By me. Now, when I start having those feelings that should not be there, I know it's not me saying it to myself and I know it's the accuser of the brethren and mm -hmm. I deal with that real quick mm -hmm. and go right back on to my life. Mm -hmm. But seriously, your self-care has a lot to do with how calming and nice you are to yourself mm -hmm. internally. What you believe about God's love for you is a very big thing, you yeah. know, but just know that you can like being able to rest with yourself is very good self-care Right. to give you an example about harsh things, saying to yourself, whatever, um, in the spring of this year, I finally got around, I got the tiniest little cricket machine or the, the die cutting machine mm -hmm. and I self-taught myself how to use it, you know, looking at YouTube videos and um, different things like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I would sometimes make mistakes or something, I'd put something on something and it would be crooked or lopsided. Mm -hmm. I realized how much growth had taken place because when, I, when that would happen, I wouldn't get angry. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get frustrated. I would say, it's okay. I'm still learning. I got more material. Mm -hmm. I'll just recut it out again. Mm -hmm. That for me, that's growth for a person that came from perfectionism. Right. And I'm still working out of it. Right. It feels so good to talk to myself that way. Mm -hmm. And me knowing it's okay to make a mistake. It's cool. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. It's good. So that's self. That's a part of self care. Another part of self care is take care of the circumstances that are within your control to take care of. Right. If there's something in your life and it's jacked up, don't procrastinate a moment longer. Right. If it's something within your means to take mm -hmm. care of, take care of it. That's one less stressor in your life. Mm -hmm. Another area of self care: your relationships. Mm -hmm. some people feel bad because they're surrounded by some people that don't mean them any good right. and I don't mean these people are being vindictive or doing mean things to you I'm saying how encouraging are they are they feeding into you are they only coming and dumping on you and sharing mm -hmm. with you or they only call you when they want something or do you really have good people in your life right. that truly care about you and want nothing in return mm -hmm. so these relationships are very 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 big about self-care 
all right? Not the kind of relationships that have unreasonable expectations of you, that make you feel guilty if you're not always soothing their emotions. People that you feel like, oh, oh, well, they're probably mad at me. I haven't taught them in about four days. Or you do talk to them and they got something slick to say. Mm-hmm. Those are not healthy relationships. Your relationships, you need to be emotionally safe in them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are not in emotionally safe friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing your purpose is also a very great contribution to a healthy mind because it keeps you focused. It keeps you goal oriented. When you know where you're going and you're not aiming helplessly, hopelessly, it's good for your mind. Um, your perspective and how you look at things if you have a negative perspective about everything everything is too good to be true to you mm-hmm. it's bad for your mind and then the last one I want to com- combine combine and I was going to say not pretending if I had to lump them together mm-hmm. not pretending and no shame I'm going to put those together so due to shame a lot of people which is also a red flag of, of, a, of a not a good mind and a health, mm-hmm. not a half healthy mind but people shame drives them to pretend right. and I often think which I'm actually going to be probably doing a little video on this myself how hard must it be to pretend Mm. pretend pretending that it didn't bother you mm-hmm. pretending that you are not hurt yeah pretending 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 very bad you cannot have a healthy mind pretending That's you've got to let go mm-hmm. you've got to express your hurt and your pain and your disappointment mm-hmm whatever it is get it off of you because when you carry it it creates a feeling of shame right and anxiety you want to know why you got all that pent up in there Mm -hmm. you know you're angry with this person they did something wrong to you but you keep pretending Mm -hmm. to be okay and you're festering. That's where a root of bitterness can come in at. Right. So holistically, just remember, guard our heart, heart, mind, all because out of it flows the issues of life. If your mind is not good, then don't go buy another expensive purse. Do not go and buy another expensive trip. Mm-hmm. Go get therapy, invest in your mind, because when you get that right, your life will turn around completely. Yes, definitely. And I am a witness to that. You know, um, a lot of it avoiding because you know you just didn't want to do it. Um, but that I I always say it. You know, when my brother died and everybody else was dying after that, and I felt myself, you know, having an anxiety attack on the road under the wheel and about to lose it. You know, it's like you got to stop and you got to take care of yourself. You know, there is no shame in saying I'm I'm hurting. I tell people all the time, it is okay to not be okay. Right. Because it's going to be okay, but you got to admit that I'm not okay. You got to give God something to work with. Yes. But when everything is fine and every time you turn around, I'm blessed and highly favored and I'm doing good and 
and and the devil can't get me and all this other stuff well he already got you <laughs> because mm-hmm. you're faking faking and fronting like you said pretending pretending and it's hard mm-hmm. to do that you just said something about you got to give god something mm-hmm. and the quick synopsis i'm going to give you is the woman at the well and there's a part of that conversation that i love so much mm-hmm. It's, it's four words, depending on the version that you read of the Bible. There's four words that Jesus said that I loved. So when they were talking and having this dialogue and mm-hmm. he asked her to go get her husband mm-hmm. or where is your husband, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she told him she, was, she wasn't ashamed. She didn't hide it. Mm-hmm. She didn't lie about it. Okay. She didn't come up with something elaborate. Mm-hmm. So there was no pretending. She was very forthcoming. Mm-hmm. I love the fact. Now, mind you, you and I both know Jesus already knew this, right? Yes, he he already knew yeah. the oh, truth, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But the fact is he knew. But I love the fact that when she told him the truth, he said, you have answered well. Mm-hmm. That means so much to me because meaning now we can get somewhere. Right. <laughs> now we're like, on the I, same you know, page. I asked you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You told me. Now they could get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And guess what? After that, boom, boom, boom. He has begun talking to her. Oh, you have answered well. That is not your husband. It's actually da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. The wells just burst forth in her life. Mm-hmm. Because she gave, like you said, she gave him something to work with. Mm-hmm. That open transparency and laying completely open with nothing to hide. It is very freeing. Yes, it is. It, it it breaks the shame off of you. And I'm not saying that people got to go around airing their dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. But I am saying <laughs> you need to tell somebody. Yeah. Get that we are not designed to cover ourselves. That's good. We are not designed to carry all of that. Mm-hmm. We are not. Think about uh, Adam and Eve had shame. Mm-hmm. and they attempted to cover themselves mm-hmm. there's no covering no shoes you can wear no trips you can take no car you can drive no home you can live in right. none of that covers you mm-hmm. none of that covers that hurt that pain and that shame mm-hmm. none of that covers the abuse you went through as a little boy or a little girl those are fig leaves mm-hmm. yep. and God's asking the same question where are you where are you that's good. He knows where you are, but he wants to know where you are. I'll probably give you a whole sermon. <laughs> That's a good sermon, too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, God is wanting to know where are you? Where's your mind? Um, and you got to ask yourself, where am I? And you got to be honest yeah. about that. And if you're not where you want to be, it's okay. Because there is help for you. There is hope for you. Um, but we got to renew our minds spiritually. We got to renew our minds daily. The Bible tells us that. Um, Bible also says that it's mine being you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So it's a yes. lot of reference, you know, to our minds, um, that we as a body, um, of believers, you know, and a race of people, if I can say it like that, we can't, we got to quit avoiding this, um, and make sure we're okay mentally. I've seen a major, major change in my life since I have, um, been in therapy, not just for the grief, but just for me. Um, it has really helped, um, 
give me a new perspective on life and everything else. So it's it's not gonna hurt you. You're not crazy because you go. You might be crazy if you don't go. But um, um, you're not crazy if you go. Um, you gotta kill this notion of I, I don't need therapy. I, all I need is Jesus. Jesus told us to renew our minds. I believe yes. I could be wrong, and Miss Jackie, you can help me if I am. But I believe a part of renewing our mind is going to therapy or is talking to someone um, mm-hmm. to get all that stuff out of you, to declutter your mind. Um, yes. We've talked about this before, and like I said, I I like to review this topic because it's so um, heavy with things that's going on in this world right now and not just something, you know, I dealt with personally, but um, our minds. And I pray every day, Lord, keep me with a sober mind. Um, and it's easy to get caught up, you know, in things. It's easy to get overwhelmed with the cares of life, um, with the bills piling up and family not acting right, death and all kind of other things that happen. It's easy to get overwhelmed. Um, but we got to yes. pray, you know, that God keeps us with a sober, a sober mind and a sober yes. heart. So you, you also, you just said something a moment ago about how therapy can help renew the mind. And let me tell you one of the ways that that therapy can help renew the mind. And by the way, for anyone listening, I am a licensed therapist in Florida. So I don't want you to think the things that I'm saying is because I'm trying to put a plug in for business. That's not what I'm doing. I'm truly on here wanting to make sure that you all have the information that um, you need no matter where you are or right. where you live. So I do want to say this to you about therapy and therapists. You know, one of the things that we do is we are thought disruptors. And here's what I mean by that. So like Miss Lindsay just said, she said that, you know, renewing the mind and how therapy, you know, can be one of the ways to do that. Well, don't know how many people know this or not, but we may not realize it, but we have up to 60 thousand thoughts a day oh wow yes and but the reason why we don't realize we have that many thoughts is because many of them are repeated meaning our thought life is a habit Mm -hmm. so many of the thoughts that you think each and every day that you wake up that's part of that 60,000 thoughts a day You've been thinking them for years. Wow. They've just gone unchecked mm-hmm. because they're, they're a habit. They flow. They ruminate right through your mind. My thing is, as we're having these thoughts, these thoughts can be flawed. Mm-hmm. But if we never, ever, 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 if we're so prideful, pride is one of the reasons people don't also. Oh, yeah. If we're so prideful that we don't talk to anybody else, we don't open up to anyone else. We're not even open to the opportunity to know if our thinking is flawed. Mm -hmm. We have nobody to disrupt our thoughts. If you stay in your mind and refuse to get help, you have no one that can say, wait a minute, I heard you say this. Can you tell me more about that? And then that person can help you walk through the perception and help you see things differently than the way that you've been seeing it. 
Mm. You know? So, yes, therapy definitely helps with the renewing of the mind because you have someone there that can help you gain clarity on your thought processes and the way that some of them can be destroying you. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Over 60,000 thoughts in one day. And most of them are repetitive. Over and over, we rehearse it. We 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 run ourselves crazy <laughs> thinking about the same stuff. Some of it could be real. Some of it is literally in our minds. But we need our thoughts disrupted so that the right thoughts can come in. I was praying that over myself today. Lord, get get my mind right. Whatever ain't in here that's not right, get that. Out. Get the junk out. Declutter my mind so that good thoughts come in let me rehearse good thoughts you know because the devil will place all kind of stuff in our minds and he does it to the best of us you know believers and all the strong as well as the weak you know the devil will play on your mind that's his battleground um but we got to take control of that and allow god to disrupt our minds and allow the people that he has gifted and anointed to help us with that who are they therapists um, <laughs> they are therapists, psychologists, psychologists, you know, those people that are anointed for that. Um, let them help us with that. Um, and again, there is no shame if you need that. I happily go to, I need to call mine right now, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it is what it is, but Hey, you need that to keep your Absolutely. mind right. Because if not, yes. you'll find yourself overwhelmed. You'll find yourself in a dark place and you wonder how you got there because you need some renewal you need those thoughts to be disrupted i like how you said that we need our thoughts disrupted show me a different way to think about this right and at least those sixty thousand thoughts can be new and <laughs> not the same stuff over Very again true. not the same stuff. Yes. that that was yeah. that that blew me away right there oh sixty thousand yeah. thoughts in a day wow going going running rampant unchecked wow <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. I've enjoyed our time as always with you, your wisdom, your um your God-given wisdom and anointing in this area is is much needed. Um and I pray that those that will listen to this um will be encouraged, will see yourself and ask God where am I in this and help me get myself together in a nutshell. Um, because we do, you know, and like I said earlier, the, 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 the mind is the enemy's battleground. That's why he know he can get you. He can get you into thinking about certain things and saying negative things about yourself. She talked about that. Um, speaking all kind of crazy stuff over yourself and over your family. Once you start saying it, you're going to start seeing it. So once it, it starts with the thought and then you start rehearsing it and saying it and then you're going to see the manifestation. So um, we definitely need to ask God to renew our minds. Um, And before we close, I want you to pray um, for our minds, that we have a healthy mind um, and to get help and whatever, however the Lord leads you in this moment of prayer. Just release you to prayer at this time. Yes, Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you for this time, Lord God, that my sister in Christ and I have had together to discuss 
a healthy mind and what that means. I pray for each and every person that could be here listening right at this moment, whenever it is, whether they're catching it right fresh or they happen to hear this years later. We believe, Lord God, that we're planting a seed for the future and whoever is supposed to hear this will hear it. But if you're having a down and out moment or you've been seeing a pattern of it, I want you to know that there is hope, Lord God, that he will take care of you and he will help you get through this time of your life that you're going through. You know, weeping may endure for the night, but joy does come in the morning. But at the same time, we have to also be open to what God has available to us. Yes, he absolutely can just breathe on you and everything can go away but also too he's also put people here to help you and I would encourage you to reach out to someone and as you're doing that God will meet you he loves you and as we're praying for you today we're believing that there's no distance in our prayer there's no distance in time that as I'm speaking this now no matter when you hear it that God is looking at you and he cares about you and he loves you so father god we just ask that you would touch our loved ones that's on here that's listening we just pray that you would be with them that you would comfort them and support them remind them that you are their very best friend that you love them that you knew them before the foundation of this earth and that you have a plan for their life and it doesn't matter what they've been through it doesn't matter what anyone has said about them it doesn't matter if they've been rejected it doesn't matter the circumstances of their birth but you know all about it and it was you it was you it was you that destined for them to be here and that there is work for them to do and that they are valuable and that they matter and they matter so much that you want them to take care of their mind i pray that each mind would be regulated every heart would be settled and i just speak peace 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 unto them that they would have an overwhelming sense of peace to flood over them in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen we thank you again miss jackie for that powerful prayer um asking god to renew our minds and to keep us in a healthy and a sober place and we thank you all for listening to this podcast today um when you listen to it share it with someone because we all have a battle going on in our minds but we can win that battle and overcome um with these tools that miss jackie has given us um we can put those things into action in our lives um and i believe that we can see change so as you listen share it with someone that needs it um and let them know that they can win the battle in their mind so again thank you all for listening to this podcast today thank you for joining in for this particular episode having a healthy mind and next week we will be talking about um having a healthy spirit so until next week enjoy this episode and share it with someone and again thank you miss jackie for your time your wisdom and just your love and your anointing that's on you for this type of stuff so i am grateful for our friendship and i'm thankful that you are taking the time out to join us today so until next time or until the next episode you all be blessed and have an amazing amazing day